What's up, Dunwoody? One of my favorite parts of doing the show is that when I run into a valued member of our community, um, you know, with a local business, we're able to help them get their name out to others. We finally found my kids an amazing pediatric dentist right on the edge of Dunwoody and Sandy Springs over off Barfield Road. She's also a lot of fun. So we invited Dr. Amy Casanelli from Peak Pediatric Dentistry to come on the podcast. If you're new to the show, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a residential real estate agent with eXp Realty, just awarded by the Dunwoody Crier as the best individual realtor in their Best of the Perimeter Awards. Um, I actually got runner-up behind Robin Blass, but she's a complete badass, so I'm good with second place. My co-host is my brother-in-law, Justin Dyke. Justin is founder of PoolDues.com, an all-in-one back-end billing and reservation software for your neighborhood swim and tennis club. Our only sponsor is our boy, Dr. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics, located between Los Hermanos and Porter Brewery in the Village. Brett is actually the one that referred us to Amy about a year ago when we needed a pediatric dentist. If you or your kids are in need of an orthodontic work in Dunwoody, please give Village Orthodontics a chance. You won't regret it. As we ramp up for our Dunwoody 4th of July parade, we'd like to give a quick shout out to those sponsors. I'll try to rattle them off quick. Um, this is presented by DHA and the Reporter Newspaper. The gold sponsors are the City of Dunwoody, NFA Burger, Discover Dunwoody, EEP Events. Silver sponsors are Cap Concepts, Crema, Dunwoody Urgent Care, Dunwoody Animal Medical Center, Brightening Bends, Piedmont Bank, Atlanta Academy, Rotary Club of Dunwoody, and Northside Hospital. And our bronze sponsors are What's Up Dunwoody, PCID, Dunwoody Senior Baseball, Briggs Vision Group, DRB Development Solutions, Club Pilates Dunwoody, and Dunwoody Pharmacy. Now, on to our conversation with Amy Casanelli. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up Dunwoody podcast. Cool. Hey, Matt, we're back with uh, Amy Casanelli. Did I get it right? Yes. Doctor. Dr. Amy Casanelli. And we're here at Georgetown Studios. Matt, you are just commenting that it sounded a little louder. Georgetown the, Studios is loud these days. Yeah, we're at the Georgetown Clubhouse. But you know what? We've got a noise barrier coming up sometime between May and, and uh, November. That's on so the that's people on the, that don't know about the Georgetown pool, explain it a little bit. Well, we are right it's next what, to the highway. 20 yards from the yeah. highway? For about 50 years now, we've been right next to the highway. <laughs> <laughs> and the highway keeps getting a little bit closer. But the cool thing is, is that the, uh, GDOT is putting up seven barriers over the next few months. They've started doing the one that's right down by the Roswell Road uh, pool. Everybody confuses us with that one, but I've actually seen. What pool is that? I don't know the name of it, but I've actually seen. Guy, you don't know the name. It is weird. I don't know the name of that one, but I've actually seen the little components of the of the noise barrier on the side of the highway. So now we just have to pay attention. How quickly do they make it? They get it up and then gives us an indication of how much we're gonna have. It seems like it's like patchwork too, where they don't actually put them up like in order. It's kind of like one here, one fifty yards down. I think it's going to go quick, though. And then we're going to, it's going to be Shangri-La. You're never going to know that the highway was even here. Is it? Yeah. Until but, they put the highway above the wall. Yeah. Amy, where do you swim at? So we swim at Chastain Park. <gasps> oh, is that nice? It is very nice. Well, there's no highway. No highway? What? No but there's a lot of park there. traffic, so parking can be a bit of an issue. Uh, but they covered that pool with a tent a couple years ago to make it a year-round facility. Like a bubble? Like a bubble. Ah. But the sides are open in the summer, and they... Actually, it's amazing because it's shady and it's not real hot in the summer. They put big fans up. And so much to my disappointment initially when I was like, well, if we're going to have an outdoor swim season under a tent, it's actually pretty pleasant. That's, That's cool. interesting. Yeah. yeah but no it gets warm enough to 
I guess it does. It does. Right? Yeah. They say that the pool deck is really cold in the winter when the kids jump in to swim, but they do swim. My daughter swim year round there this year. Oh, all yeah, winter long. It doesn't long. get hot from the sun. It doesn't get hot from the sun, and in January when it's thirty-two degrees, the deck is thirty-two degrees. But yeah. they swim in that pool all year round. That's cool. Is it a big yeah. team? It's a huge team. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big team. Everybody sends their kids to learn how to swim. Are they yeah. trying? To, are they trying to freeze out COVID by putting them into icy water? <laughs> icy <laughs> water. <laughs> think so but it's a great program and they've you know run all year and it's fun it's a lot I loved of fun. It at the beginning of this or i guess last year when everybody was like oh i think the chlorine just kills covid I was like uh, i don't know about that well <laughs> did you hear that a lot with yeah. the pools people apparently a lot of my friends were scientists yeah <laughs> just the, the week covid broke <laughs> they out. still are they still yeah. are that's kind of calmed down a little bit on facebook so yeah that's true i don't know so how long did you have to shut down for so i was closed from mid-march through most of may we started to open up back at the end of May, and we brought in just one family at a time and sort of practice all of our procedures and protocols. Mm. And then June 1st, we opened back up. We're seeing one to two families at a time. We're still slower. June 1st, that was a little late, so you're playing it safe, huh? We were playing it safe, and we wanted to be sure that our protocols were all in place and that everybody felt good about coming in. And we were using front door and back door exits and check-ins in the car. Well, everyone's about to be vaccinated anyway. Exactly. Did, I, did I screw up the word vaccinated? Yeah, you slurred a lot, but that's okay. Well, I like every, vaxed. Yeah. Vaxed is the term that should be used. Vaxed. Vaxed. Yes. But, but you must be excited that everyone is now getting vaccinated, right? I'm and very then we don't have excited. to talk about COVID ever again. Ever, right? Ever, Matt. Is it a rule on the podcast now? No, no more COVID, COVID talk. talk. <laughs> I'm down with that. It was really hard to, you know, I guess I took a long time. Let's, let's talk about us for a second. Okay. I took a long time to put out some of the shows and they became like really stale because we were talking about like around Christmas time. Like I just put out a show that was from January and we were like, yeah, it's super scary out there. And now I'm putting it out and I'm sure people are like, what? That's not, that's not scary <laughs> out. Everybody's vaxxed. <laughs> vaxxed. Sorry to take over. So uh, we so we need to get some of the Dunway families over to your uh, what you call a little boutique practice now. A little I mean, practice, yeah. yeah we yeah. love seeing nice new young families. Um, it's fun. It's probably the best part of my job is getting to see a kid kind of grow up in our practice. We see them twice a year, and pediatricians really only see them once a year. So I feel like I really get to know kids and watch them grow. It's so much fun. It's fun to see a baby become a sibling and a sibling become a school age kid. School-age kids, you know, middle school, high school, they're driving. We had a couple of kids last week that drove to the office, and that's just so crazy to think that I get to watch them grow up. So yeah. it's really fun. Well, hopefully you only see my kids twice a year. Uh, yeah, that's, right. That's twice a year, yes. although we if do. If they brush their teeth. Occasional sugar bug, we know how to take care of it. We get it out of there. My five-year-old told Sasha, my wife, that, um, oh, yeah, we don't have to brush our teeth in the morning. Daddy doesn't care. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> Not cool. Stop. Right, exactly. Not cool. He's like, what do you mean? We have to do it before school? It's like, oh. Yeah, or when you my old making me no. look bad. Yeah. I was like, no, you brush your teeth. You just don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Something I probably shouldn't tell the dentist. Uh, yeah, you should not tell me that. Yeah, you they should do it say, about half the mornings, I'd say. You should say twice a day and flossing every night. Yeah, I'm more worried about their breath at school, actually, because yeah, I'm sure it's just horrible. A dragon breath? Yes. Yeah. Only should we be morning. giving our kids gum to, to solve that problem? <laughs> That's a hard thing to do with a mask on. <laughs> I was with my nine-year-old last week, and she, we were in a store, and she said, I'll be right back. I have to leave. And I was like, what's wrong? She's like, my gum is now stuck to the inside of my mask. Oh, God. <laughs> so I guess it's hard to chew gum and wear a mask at the same time. Um, Mike has actually been chewing gum because of the mask, because he, his mask gets, like, all wet. I don't uh -huh. know if he's, like 
touching it with his mouth or something, but we've been giving him gum and it's and that helps. solved the problem. Yeah. Do you want to hear a cool thing about gum? Yes, always. Okay, so <laughs> if you buy a gum called Spry um, and Ice Cubes gum, it, the sugar substitute is in there is called xylitol, and xylitol actually helps prevent cavities. What? So you need a ton of it. But if you're going to chew gum, you might as well pick one that has xylitol in it rather than sugar. So it's Spry and it's ice cubes. The icebreakers don't count. Um, but the ice cubes gum and the Spry. So when we recommend like high cavity kids, sometimes we'll say if you chew this gum, it's going to help. Um, so that's just kind of a little bit, but it does help. just a little bit. I mean, I think you need so much of it, you know, when they look at studies that you just couldn't consume that much in a day. But, you know, it's better than the other stuff. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So it's also in buy, you know, the um, coconut drinks. Like if you start to look for it, you'll see it places. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool little dental tip. I would have never thought I'd be giving my son gum, but it, whatever helps. You know? I know. They I should know. pump it into the water. Supply. I think it helps him concentrate at school, too. He's, they say he's, it does. gives you something to do. And they say it does. Yeah, hopefully it's not ending up under the desks. Or inside the mask. chestnut, yeah. <laughs> it could be a real mess. Yeah. So you were highly referred by my wife and by Dr. Brett Friedman of Village Orthodontics. Yes. The Inf- best. The infamous yes. Dr. Brett Friedman. Yes. Yes. So he sends people over to you, and then I guess you've kind of returned the favor. You say, you know, you should go see Dr. Brett. Yes. Depending for on the, where people live, I guess. For the braces. Depending or on where the... people live and when they're ready for braces, right? My job is to be sort of the gatekeeper to the orthodontist. So I right. watch them, I see how they're growing and developing, and when it's time, I tell them to go see the orthodontist, which is fun. And, and Dr. Brett might even say, well, you don't actually need braces. He told Mike of that last he's week. He's not a chop shop. He, he, he yeah. really... You know, we were just talking about that actually. That's funny. Well, we should do. Time. We should talk about it. On, yeah. On so the, Brad doesn't like just like forcing braces on people. He actually wants to see if they need braces, which is great. Yeah, novel idea, right? It's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Micah came in there and he's got other issues with his teeth. And Brad was like, "Yeah, we'll just you know we'll put this off for a while," and, which means I can put off paying him for a while, which is always good. That is kind of nice. Yep. That's great. Yep. So you, you're just with kids, huh? I'm only kids. Until oh. they drive a little bit. And to really until they graduate from high school, though I've kept a few kids after high school. As long as they still want to come in and see me, I'm happy to see them. When are most leaving? Like, do most they feel are leaving awkward? when they graduate. No, they don't. So when I developed the practice, I tried to develop it into a sort of teenage-friendly space. I had kids that were a little bit older, and I didn't want them to feel like they were in Mickey Mouse. Um, so we developed it with a sense of style where it could kind of go kid-friendly or sort of more teenager-friendly. So I don't think the teenagers feel funny coming in. A lot of the after-school appointments are teenagers because that's when they have availability. So they're sort of there with their peers. But until they say, I don't want to come anymore, uh, we keep them. So a lot of them, we graduate from high school. And when they graduate from high school, they graduate from our practice. We give them a little graduation gift oh. and send them on their way to the general dentist. So wait, you're saying you have a hangout place? Is it like the Emporium and Days and Confused? Like they can go in there and <laughs> and shoot pool? And, Not and really just, a hangout space, oh, but our okay. waiting room has some iPad stations and has a little TV where they can watch movies. We put TVs on the ceilings above all of our chairs. That was my next question. So Whoa. they can come in and watch what they want. In fact, one day I was doing a filling on a kid that was a senior in high school, and I looked up at the end, and he was watching Breaking Bad. And I was like, your mother is going to kill me. He's like, I know I'm allowed to watch this, but you never know what, what's going on up on the ceiling. He was probably not allowed <laughs> to watch it. Does he get the remote? Like, he could just... And a teenager will hand them the remote, and they can kind of put on what they want, but we don't do that That's anymore. how it used to be. Like, <laughs> That's yeah. how it used to be. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Uh-huh. Um, I was the kid that went to the pediat- 
doctor, pediatric doctor, uh-huh. I guess, too long. And you I remember did. thinking, like, these are all, like, little kids in here. And I asked my mom. She was like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, well, I'm in middle school. Should I still be here? Like, I don't know. We definitely try to make our hours so that the teenagers are kind of all coming in at the same time. Yeah. It helps. Where, awesome. do, you, where do you send them if they get too old? So usually the family has a general dentist. The parents have a dentist that they see, and we send them over there, wherever that may be. Yeah. But they usually follow the family. How many people are you, like, funneling your patients to? Like for orthodontists, is it like you have relationships with a lot of people? And So it's interesting. My practice is almost five years old. And when I run the statistics on my business, 75% of my practice is under the age of six. Wow. So those nice. kids don't need an orthodontist. Yeah, they don't all. need an orthodontist. So it was very few in the beginning. Nor can they complain to you, really. You oh, <laughs> they do. They're little. Yeah. Trying to convince them to open their mouth and let us see their teeth is always a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but those kids are not in that phase of life yet. So... It's the older kids, but now that we've been open for almost five years, we're seeing kids growing up and developing needs that we, you know, we are sending them out to the orthodontist and other uh, specialties. And then the few teenagers that I have, you know, they need wisdom teeth removed. They're seeing an oral surgeon. So there are definitely some ins and outs. uh, But my job is to sort of let them know when it's time to see somebody. Yeah. So how is it working with kids? Like, So it's a lot of fun. Do you have to to wrap up stuff for the tooth fairy? Like if you... I guess you're not really taking teeth out, though. We do take some teeth okay. out. We definitely take you some teeth out. You slip it to the parent? Um, no, we put it in a little box. They have like a little tooth fairy box that we give them, and then they can take it home and do what oh, they yeah. want with it. Occasionally, I'll get a panicky phone call from a parent that says, my kid lost their tooth, but we <laughs> lost the tooth. Yeah. And so we write like a little letter to the tooth fairy and let them know that as the kid lost the tooth and it's it, coming. Yeah. As long as you can explain it, right. life is good. So it's fun, though. It's really fun. And I can get a kid... Uh, part of what I love about my job is that we can get a kid to do something that they wouldn't normally think they could do, right? Like if they came into the office and I said, I'm going to take out your tooth, they would run for the car. But if we can sit them down and explain it to them in sort of like dental lingo that they don't really understand, but they kind of know. So when I tell them, we have a tooth for the tooth fairy, nine times out of ten they don't believe me and their tongue will go to the little spot. And they're like, it's really gone. Where? What'd you do with it? Where'd it go? And that's cool, right? To be able to do that and have a kid not fearful of that is amazing. Yeah. So we make a big deal about it. We put it in a tooth box. We send it home. We'll write notes to the tooth fairy, whatever it takes. But a lot of times if kids lose a tooth at home and the parents tell us, they'll email us and tell us, we'll send like a tooth fairy certificate and Aww. we fill it with glitter. The parents don't love that. They open it in the kitchen and the glitter is everywhere. But, you know, anything we can do to make that kind of stuff really fun is just part of what makes our practice unique and makes what I do every day much more fun. That is cool. That is cool. I I think all the moms listening at home are are like, ah. That, we need to go to Amy. <laughs> unless yeah. I know, unless, unless they, they don't, don't like, like glitter, glitter, and then you right. just lost them. Unless they don't like glitter. <laughs> that's like our little secret. But they, you know, I think they can feel it. We put enough in there that they think they know what's coming. Yeah. I should put like a stamp on the outside that says open outdoors. Careful. <laughs> but it's fun, and the kids remember that, and they like it. Um, and so you're off Barfield? So I'm off Barfield. That's um, right. Sasha works at uh, Thomas I. Yeah, right so we're there, right next so. door to Thomas yeah, yeah. I, between there and the Laureate Medical Center. Okay. Right that's on a, Barfield Road. It's a good area. It's a great area. Yeah, close it, to everything. It is close to everything. Right next to the highway. It's an area on the rise. Every time I go over there, there's a bigger building. Yeah. And that's the best place to watch fireworks from, too. It is the best place to watch fireworks. It's fun. Out of our windows where we do our cleanings, you can see the King and Queen building. And it's fun to see, like, the fog and the clouds or the rain coming in. It's a it's a pretty cool place to sit and watch all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you are up a lot higher. Yeah, yeah we're really cool. high. My kids always... Um, 
fight to see who gets to be on the side of the king and queen. Like one of them will be like, oh, there's the king and queen building. And the other one's like, oh man. But then on the way home from wherever we're going, Sam gets to be on the side of the king and queen. So my kids have never done that, but they always want to know the color, but they hadn't thought about being on the right side yeah, of the, the colors, king and queen buildings. The colors are a big deal around here they whenever are. they change them up. Yeah, I, I take notice. What's the big lunch spot over there? So my staff loves Breadwinner, which is more Sandy Springs, yeah. but they get takeout from there all the time. They really like that for lunch. There's a Breadwinner in Dunwoody. There's a they're right. That's right. There yeah, is. They just started up. What's your favorite thing about Dunwoody? Do you ever come over here? Um, <laughs> I love Dunwoody Village. Yeah. I think it's so fun to have a community that has a place like that. That's kind of unique in Atlanta. Yeah. So I think it's, it's fun. funny that people outside of Dunwoody like the village. The people inside of Dunwoody are like, we got to change the village. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <clears throat> well, it's, you know, it's getting a lot more villagey now, well, especially with, the, you know, the, that thing we're not supposed to talk about going away and the weather getting warmer. I think we're going to see a lot more outdoor, like little, you know, concert type venue things and live right. music, musicians. Well, Porter's it's doing like a great job. old buildings. That. That's what yeah. people have a problem with, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it's quaint. Um, and my kids, like, definitely top on their list is Treetop Quest. Yeah. They love Treetop Quest. We've never been there. You haven't been there? Have you ever been there? No. No? I don't feel a need to. It's right next to my house. I probably should oh, go there. Oh, you need to take your kids. Really? Okay. Oh, they would love I it. I will. I mean, yeah. I can understand why the kids want to do it, but then I got to do it. <laughs> it is a draw. <laughs> it is a draw to the city, too. I know that Discover Dunwoody is. likes to feature it. Yeah. They so, love that. It must and be it's doing the whole afternoon. Right. They can go and spend the whole day up in the trees yeah so stuck fun. up in the trees stuck up in the trees yeah, there, there's no like great. going down you're not like uh okay i've had enough like i'm gonna go just like take the ladder down this one tree to the bot you know what i'm saying like i, I don't know <laughs> once you start you can't yeah stop. that's what i'm saying that's true <laughs> i thought about taking my staff for a team building day but I couldn't get any of them to sign on. Yeah. Just <laughs> take them to a fun. bar. <laughs> <laughs> they would probably prefer that to the right? top of the trees. But I thought that would be a fun team building activity until I actually showed it to them online and then didn't get a whole lot of interest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're a pediatric dentist doesn't mean we'd have to do kids stuff. But they say those ropes courses are great team building, right? They're yeah. like, we don't need team building. We are a team. We're just fine. Yeah. Just, you know, buy us lunch. <laughs> You do have a good team, though. I have a fantastic team. Yeah, My team is what makes our business. Um, We just all have fun doing what we do, and everybody kind of knows their role and their part and just makes us look good. I have an amazing team. It's an important thing. It is an important thing. It's a good team that's smart enough to know they don't want to be hooked up into a tree for three hours some Saturday (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) I mean, they entertained me so long, and that was where they drew the line. Yeah. Yeah. I would have gone from one tree to the next, been like, okay, I get it. Like, cool. (laughs) Let me down. I don't think think you can. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem with it. We did ziplining in St. Lucia, and it was really fun. That's the name of it, ziplining. There's a really long one towards the end, and I think you have to be heavy enough to get all the way across. And my daughter was not. And And she got stuck? Every time she went, because, you know, they do it, and then they want to do it again and again. So the guy would have to climb up and get her and get her all the way across. And then it happened the second time and the third time. But no fear? No fear. She was fine with it? No fear. She was happy just being saved. Yeah. How much (laughs) fear do you see in the dentist chair? Like, are kids terrified of you sometimes? Yes. Certain kids? Some kids are terrified. And there are the kids who are really terrified. 
Um, and they have like a special little place in my heart because I was that kid. My dad is a dentist. And growing up, I was terrified of the dentist. I had my first cavity when I was 18 and I was screaming and carrying on in his office and he closed the door and he said to me, you are embarrassing me in front of my staff and all my patients and you have to stop now. So those kids I really have a place in my heart for because I understand that fear of the dentist. Um, but then there are other kids who sort of come in and they're, you know, sort of just trying to figure out what they can get away with and what they can do. And so those are the kids that we can really work with as well and just make them realize that this is not so bad. It's a fun place to be. Yeah. But the kid, truly fearful, fearful patient is um, a hard one to sometimes overcome. And they come in with pre, you know, a, an experience somewhere else that wasn't positive. And so they come in afraid. And so overcoming that and teaching them that it's not so bad is really important. And you can't just throw a gas mask on them either, probably, huh? No, because if they're really afraid, they don't even want to do that. You know, uh, it's really just starting with baby steps. And hopefully they don't have anything to do. It's just, you know, maintenance and preventive and we can just sort of work with them and slow down but that's what I like about my job right because when I can take a kid like that who's fearful and get them to the other side of that there's nothing really more rewarding than that that's cool a lot of dentists couldn't do what you do <laughs> so that's a lot good. of dentists couldn't do what I do you gotta have patience it's funny I patience think, get it oh go on uh, I think everybody should like pediatric dentistry because we all do uh, but when you look for a new employer or whatever, there are people who won't have anything to do with pediatrics and then people who only will do pediatrics. So it's a very, very polar market. But the people who like it do it so, so well. I don't think I ever got the gas as a kid. I only never had cavities. So. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. That's Which awesome. is funny. It, like, my brother had tons of cavities, though, and we brushed the same amount. Do you see that a lot? Where All the time. So there's one kid that just gets the cavities and one kid that probably doesn't brush and doesn't get the cavities. Yeah. It's just strange. It's luck of the draw. It is kind of luck of the draw. I mean, there are all sorts of factors that go into cavities. And we know that diet affects it and we know that brushing and flossing affects it. But when you have two kids in the same house, you know they're probably doing things the same way. Mm. So that's when you realize that genetic component just plays such a big role. Genetics? Genetics. Wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen, uh, I think it's called Mountain Children. It's the Mountain Dew Kids. That <laughs> movie, that documentary, where they only drink dew. It's for real, there's a documentary Yeah, they like brush that. their teeth with dew. So one of my very first cases when I finished school, I was, in, I was practicing in sort of a rural town outside of Pittsburgh, and this two-year-old came in who was drinking Coca-Cola out of a bottle. Oh. And we had to take out every single tooth. Oh, gosh. And I just, you know, I always remember that, but I didn't realize that there was like a documentary about that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's great. Great show. (laughs) It's like, to the parents, were you like, okay, well, that's that's like we were one shot, right? Like after this, the next time this happens, there's no teeth. At least they got it out of the way, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kids' teeth are... You get one do-over with teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You get one do-over with teeth. That is very true. I haven't looked at it that way, but that is very true. (laughs) You get one more chance. How often um, do you see kids that don't have, like Micah has, where his adult tooth didn't come in? So we say about one in a hundred kids is either missing or has an extra tooth. So we usually Micah's just missing an adult tooth. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Between is four and cool? five, we'll usually screen them and start looking with X-rays just so that we know that we can plan for it. That's about one in a hundred. Yeah, extra sounds. Brett like didn't it. seem like it was a big deal. Yeah. No, you work with it and you work around it, and but it's nice to know. Yeah. I unless it's like a, a front, unless it's like a front tooth. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> An extra tooth can be more of a problem. Yeah, I was gonna say that seems like because a you have to get it out of there can block the permanent tooth eruption. So you have to know that that's there and address that earlier. Yeah. So the missing is a better solution. 
When do kids normally start losing teeth? You know, Charlie was the first kid in preschool to lose the tooth. Oh, or this kindergarten. year, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this year, I think, or something like that. So usually yeah. between five and six. Boys, My five-year-old hasn't lost any yet. Well, boys are usually behind girls, so all the girls lose their teeth and That's come in and talk about everything. it. It kind of is like everything. Um, and then the little boys want to know when they're going to lose their teeth, but usually six is sort of the middle of it, and it's so much fun. I mean, when they start losing teeth and they come in and talk about the tooth fairy and you get to hear the cool stories about what the tooth fairy brings. I had a parent one time who said that every dollar that the tooth fairy brought, she covered with glitter. And so I have three kids, and by the third kid, you know, sometimes tooth fairy like forgot to come, and I was like, "That's a lot of work." I mean, what you're the bar you're setting right now with the first tooth? You have twenty teeth to lose times two or three kids. It's a lot of tooth fairy visits, so you want to set your bar where you can actually maintain it. Yeah, yeah. I just tell one of the kids that the tooth fairy that's not their main job, and like you know, because she would have to like go to the ATM that night and get money. <laughs> And, you know, you can't expect her to do that every single time. Justin has five kids, too, so it gets kind of expensive. Five kids. Yeah. I phone a lot of it in. But you have 20 baby teeth. That's 100 tooth fairy visits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a lot. That's what I was saying. Don't expect a tooth fairy to always have that cash on hand. We lost a tooth in my house last week, and the tooth fairy forgot to come. So I hung a note on the outside of the door, and I said, the alarm was on when I got here, so here's your money. (laughs) stuck it to the outside of the door instead. That's clever. So I saved the day at the last minute. Yeah. I hope no kids are listening to this show. I hope not either. We're giving away all our secrets here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't said that the tooth fairy doesn't... Oh, gosh. You know. (laughs) We just said she's got other things. She's just a busy lady. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Okay. You can uh, tell everybody where to find you. So my practice is P- pediatric dentistry. It's on Barfield Road. Give us a call. Check us out on our website. We're peakatlanta.com. When do you start going to a dentist? At what age? Like So our academy and American Academy of Pediatrics says by their first birthday. Okay. So we really like to see kids between one and two, nice and early. We can talk about how to care for the teeth and how to prevent cavities for the future. Cool. Got to get mine in then. Well, my family loves you, so thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks and, for having uh, me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. We'll be back.